Welcome to the Unaffiliated Creatives Podcast, a show where independent artists can learn from other independent artists. My name is K.A. Everyday, and each week, I will be speaking with some of the most creative minds in the indie music space, trying to figure out what they have learned while navigating through the music industry without the support of major record labels. This podcast is brought to you by the good people over at King Neppy Studios and powered by Red Weasel Media. Thanks for tuning in to the Unaffiliated Creators Podcast. I'm your host, K.A. Everyday. It's your boy, K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give myself a round of applause, you know what I'm saying? Because I normally don't do this. Uh, I told y'all that I'm not going to always be interviewing other guests. And today is one of those days I done had a big cup of coffee. I got a good nice sleep. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to tackle anything that y'all want to tackle. But I got some subjects that I wanted to talk about today. So, of course, today, Drake's new album title, For the Dogs, just dropped. It dropped at 6 a.m. this morning. So I was up early this morning listening to this song. And uh, I just wanted to tell y'all how I feel about it, man. I just got to be open and honest with y'all. I know some people probably going to get mad when I say this, but it just is what it is. Um, So first, I was really hype about this album because, you know, People were saying that, you know, this was going to be the album where Drake was going to get back to the rapping, rapping. Like, he wasn't going to be doing all of the singing, all of the melodic hooks and all that. He was just going to get back to strictly rapping. And the, and the fact that he named the album for the dogs kind of implied that this was going to be an album for the guys out there. But uh, I hate to tell y'all, man, but it was a lot of singing on his album. But he got me excited because there was a song titled... Um, 8 a.m. in Charlotte, and in this song, oh my goodness, Drake went crazy. It's full of punchlines, it's full of subliminal disses, and it's him actually rapping, rapping. So I was hoping that the rest of the album was going to be more like that, but it wasn't. It was just a lot of, man, I mean, Drake was singing his heart out. I'm going to be honest, it was, I forgot the title or the name of the song, but that was actually a song up there. Drake was singing his heart out like... He was trying to be an R&B singer. Like, it was crazy. Um, now, there is a song on the album um, with J. Cole titled uh, First Person Shooter. Now, this song is crazy, but, I mean, what do you expect when you got two goats on the same song? So, you know, there ain't even nothing I even got to say about that when That song is crazy. Um, but the thing that did pique my interest was the first song on the album is titled Virginia Beach. Now, I don't think that was by mistake. And Virginia Beach is where I'm from. That's where I currently reside. So it definitely piqued my interest. So I listened to the song. Now, I'm pretty sure other people was thinking like me. When you heard that title, you automatically thought that this was going to be a, a diss track of him going to push a T, right? But when I heard the song, Drake was singing on the song. And I was like, hold on. You wouldn't be dissing another guy. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a new age of how we doing rap. But I just, you know, what I'm used to, when you going back and forth with a guy, you know, rap is kind of aggressive. When you going back and forth and you dissing guys back and forth, you don't be doing no singing. So I don't think it's a diss track towards Pusha T, but the only thing I could think of was maybe it's him taking the shot, but he trying to imply because Pusha T's wife's name is Virginia. So I didn't know if it was like a slick way of him trying to you know, basically implied that there was something that was going on with his wife. I don't really know. You don't really get that out of the song. To me, it just sounds like he just pouring his heart out 
to a woman that he was in a relationship with or something. But y'all tell me in the comments if y'all know exactly who or what he was talking about in the song Virginia Beach. Um, but he was singing in the old, you know, typical Drake fashion. Now, you know, that I'm, you know, still talking about music, you know what I'm saying? I want to transition to this. So Rick Ross and Meek Mill just recently dropped a song titled Shaq and Kobe. Now, I'm glad to see these guys back together. You know, they have been beefing for some years. You know, they haven't really been making songs together for a while, but they came back, made a song together called Shaq and Kobe. And um, they've been doing some interviews here lately. And um, it sounds like they're actually going to be working on a project together. Um, they got the business right. So they're going to be doing a lot of songs together, you know, going forward in the future. Now that I didn't get all that out of the way. So I listened to the song. I saw the video. The song is cool. Like, I mean, it's, it's like what you expect from Rick Ross and me. You know, they up there talking they stuff. You know, they talking about, you know, the money. They showing the chains. And, you know, of course, you know, Rick Ross got the got the jet in the background. You know what I'm saying? They got cars hopping on six folds and all that. I mean, they going crazy. Call me old school, but the only thing that I would say about the song, and I know y'all going to probably think I'm being petty, and it's going to probably sound a little crazy. I really don't like the fact that they named the song Shaq and Kobe. So I went and I listened to this song at least three or four times because I was like, okay, so the title of the song is Shaq and Kobe. So I went and specifically was listening for where in the song that they was going to make any kind of reference to Shaq and Kobe, say something about Shaq and Kobe or refer to themselves as like, you know, the modern day Shaq and Kobe. Nowhere in the song do they say anything about Shaq and Kobe. So that kind of threw me off. I mean, like I said, I might be old school. I might be showing my age. But I come from an era where normally you title the song something that you actually say in the song. So I was actually expecting for them to say something about Shaq and Kobe in the song. But other than that, you know, the song was cool. I just wanted to get it off my chest. But I did want to ask y'all, with Rick Ross and Meek Mill, who do you think would be Shaq and who do you think would be Kobe? Leave, you know, your, your answers in the comments below. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Um, now, I wanted to talk about, you know, what's been well-deserved and long overdue. It's official news now that uh, Usher will be performing in the Super Bowl this year, doing a halftime show. Um, now, if you've been living under a rock, then I had to break this down for you. If you haven't, then you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Usher has a very extensive music catalog and it's full of hits. All right. Everybody has been trying to guess what songs he's going to perform at the Super Bowl. If I had to guess, he has to perform the song. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest songs that Usher's ever had. In that song, you know, it has uh, Lil John and it had Ludacris rapping uh, on the bridge part of the song. Of course, nobody knows if he's going to bring out Ludacris or if he's going to have a little John doing it. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, he got to perform that song. Um, I would actually like to see him perform the song You Don't Have to Call. Um, and maybe that song is just near and dear to my heart because, you know, back in the day when I was single, you know, that was like the the guy's anthem for, you know, if a girl's tripping, if she broke up with you or whatever, you know, you kind of like, you know, shrugged it off and was like, you know what I'm saying? Girl, you don't have to call. It's okay because I'm going to be all right tonight. And then, of course, if you've ever seen the music video, you know, it show Usher out with his homeboys. 
And they just like riding through the city, going to some of the hottest spots, hottest parties, hottest clubs. And he was just kind of like, you know, the best way to get over X is, you know, move on or, you know, go out and have a good time. So that was basically the premise of the song. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad to see that Usher going to be doing the halftime show. If anybody's ever seen Usher perform before, you know that not only is he an excellent singer, he also is just as good at dancing and actually putting on a show. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there, me included, that's going to be looking forward to seeing, you know, exactly what he's going to do. Is he going to do the, the whole roller skating thing that he's been doing? Or is he just going to have, you know, a lot of background dances and him just up there just doing his normal thing? Um, but now that I done got all that out of the way, I know I'm probably going to make some people mad when I say this, but uh, on this show, I like to be open, honest, and transparent. I treat y'all as like family, so I just got to be honest with y'all. The only other person that I would really want to see do the Super Bowl halftime show now that Usher's getting this chance to do his thing is Chris Brown. I say that because Chris Brown is kind of like, you know, just a younger Usher. He can sing and he can, you know, he can dance. So I know he will put on a good show. I know a lot of people, you know, don't like this opinion because they feel that, you know, with Chris Brown's, you know, past transgressions and things that he's done in the past, that that should be held against him. And I think he's never going to have the opportunity to do certain things in music that he should be allowed to do if it was only based on his talent. But again, because of his past, I don't think he's ever going to be able to do things like perform at the Super Bowl, which I think is a tragedy because he is super talented. And I think he would do an amazing show, an amazing job, you know, doing the Super Bowl halftime show or even some of these other shows, you know, um, that come on every year, these different award shows and stuff. I don't think he's going to be awarded the opportunity to do those things. And I, and I think it's crazy. But I did want to say this. Um, nobody's perfect, right? We all make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God, right? We all sinners, right? You know, that whole thing, don't throw stones if you're living in a glass house and all that stuff but at some point do we or can you separate the person's personal life from the music or from their artistry like you know if we want to be this whole holier than thou then there's there's nobody that hasn't done something that's kind of questionable in their lifetime so if everybody went through life treating people like they treat chris brown then you want to listen to no music because I'm pretty sure there's something that if you really try hard enough, you can dig in a person's past and find something that you don't necessarily like. Nobody's perfect. So I just wish people could, could just learn to forgive people and just move on. Let's forgive Chris Brown for what he did. I think he's already paid his debt to society. And let's move on. All right, I done got it off my chest. Now, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes and talk about this whole Tupac situation. So a grand jury indicted Dwayne Keith Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D, on charges of murder and the use of a deadly weapon in a connection with Tupac's murder that happened way back in 1996. So I want to say that again for the people that sit in the back of the room. This happened in 1996. It's been 27 years. It's been 27 years since the death of Tupac. So of course, I'm pretty sure y'all was thinking the same thing I was thinking. What in the world took so long? I don't understand. 
I mean, there was people that was there. There was eyewitnesses. There was people. There was a whole bunch of people on the street that night when the whole thing went down. You know, you got evidence, all of this stuff. It took this long. Um, and we just now getting somebody that's getting arrested for the murder of Tupac. Um, but apparently, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but there's been people that saying that, uh, Keefe D been going on, you know, different podcasts over the past couple of years. And he's basically been talking about the whole situation. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I do want to ask y'all this question and y'all, you know, y'all leave the comments and let me know what y'all think. If you snitch on yourself or if you tell on yourself, should that be considered snitching? Like, can you snitch on yourself? If this man went on podcast and he, you know, given all of the intimate details about what happened enough to the point where they could use what he said as evidence to arrest him with the connection of Tupac's death, did he snitch on himself? I mean, I think it's crazy. I almost think, and you know, I can't speak for the man, but if it was just me, if you feel that confident going on different podcasts, different shows, talking about what happened, he must have thought that there's some statute of limitations. Like after so many years, you can't get tried for a crime or something. Because why in the world would you basically implicate yourself and tell on yourself? That's just crazy. It don't make no sense. And then... Also, you know, kind of tied to this story. So Suge Knight, you know, he was the founder of Death Row Records. He said to the police that the police had the wrong man. But then he also went on to say that he refuses to testify against Keefe D, despite being, you know, only one of the only people that might have firsthand information about the shooting. So what are y'all thoughts about that, man? I mean, I know, you know, the family, I guess, and I'm air quoting, finally gets closure in this situation but I mean again that was 27 years ago and let's say even if Keefe D was the guy who did it this man got to pretty much live out the prime years of his life I mean now you know he I ain't saying he on the back end but I mean good gracious he he definitely got to live out the prime of his life so even if he have to spend the rest of his life in jail I mean y'all tell me he didn't had a 27-year vacation, right? So now he finally having to go to jail for something he did 27 years ago. That's crazy. Uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes, you know, to get some of these things off my chest. Like I said, it's your boy, K. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Y'all be good and stay safe. Thanks for joining us this week at the Unaffiliated Creators Podcast, the indie artist safe place. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go subscribe wherever podcasts are streamed so you would never miss a show. If you found value in this podcast, please give us a rating or just simply tell a friend about us. I want to give a big thanks to our sponsors at King Nepi Studios, and I hope you tune in next week. Until then, be good and stay safe.